Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. Uh, this is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We spoke to uh, a man who had bought a lordship for uh, um, Patrick Bamford, the lead striker. Mm-hmm. It was quite why. controversial, wasn't it? That yeah, lordship it was. We yeah, yeah, it certainly was. And uh, but you, you joined in, as we'll discover. Um, ben Littleton, the author of Twelve Yards, the excellent book on penalties. Look back on the penalty shootout. All the talking points from the Manchester United Villarreal penalty shootout last night. Uh, we had a bit of a chat about various things. We had a, a children's story. We marked a, a sad um, passing of a great children's author with a children's story from a Nottingham Forest player. Mm-hmm. And there was a birthday spread, there was, wasn't yeah. there? What, yeah. It was an exciting game, we can tell you. It was, uh, to we, and fro, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, certainly, yeah. So, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Max. Yeah, good afternoon. Uh, anonymous. I got an anonymous. You got, uh, an, an, you got <laughs> an anonymous? What, are you five? <laughs> it, it's a link to the sty, you dad, see. That's what... Dad, an, an, an anonymous. What are you... We were having Rusk a, Interestingly, before the show, yeah. uh, Paul and I were both at the urinals, wondering if this would be the greatest or the worst show we'd ever done or somewhere in between. Yeah. I've not started brilliantly. <laughs> but, you know, Andy quite often starts slowly and grows into the role. So he that's does. what I'm I mean, I've known it to start slowly and get worse. (laughs) Anyway, I had an anonymous. I can't do it. You had had an anonymous. Anonymous message. (laughs) You're struggling, aren't you? You had a what? You had a... Why can't I say it? You got a message from someone you don't know. (laughs) No, no, no. I got a message from someone I do know, but he would like to remain anonymous. Okay. Okay. Finally. That's good. Okay. We got there. It really isn't worth it. He says, I have genuinely put a fictitious appointment in my diary. As I've forgotten my earpods, I can't listen to the show. I'll be leaving early so I can hear the birthday spread. So there we are. That is real commitment to the spread. Jack's been in touch already. He says, "Uh, Max, you're often accused of going one up or down from Paul, Mm. but he does that to you all the time. Absolutely right. I'm rooting for you today, Max. Well, obviously, if you make a good guess on a birthday, I'm not going to stupidly do 20 or 30 years either side. No. You know, because you've made a good... You're good at this game. That's very kind of you to say so. Yeah. But you're you're obviously a better player. Well, you know, at, well, at the moment at it's eighteen two. I'm on. A, I'm having a good run. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot to play for. Yeah, yeah. isn't there? Well, you can come back. Um, anyway. I was listening. How do you feel about Poch? Then how do you feel, Paul? Why are we doing it in twenty minutes? <sighs> it's. No, I, I thought there was nothing in it to the point where you know we talked about it earlier today and we talked about it yesterday. I said, well, there's no. This is. There's nothing in this. It's nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. But too many reliable sources are now suddenly saying conversations are being had or are being broached. So I, I suppose we should have a conversation about it. 
it as well. I don't know. It depends what the motivation is. It's it's a lovely idea. Um, I just wonder what's changed from his point of view. What's changed? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his relationship with the chairman, although they were very close at one point, must have broken down by the end. One of the players. Uh, told one of his former international teammates, I, I was uh, told by them, that Potch had effectively checked out towards the end. He was so frustrated with what had happened, and and he just he couldn't get couldn't get himself going again. Couldn't get into that same mindset that he had before. So all you can think is that the chairman's had an epiphany. Good luck with that. And um, everything's going to be different this time. When he wants to turn a player around and sell and, and buy quality, he'll be given the opportunity to do that. Um, my only slight fear is that from from the board's point of view, this is a win-win because it, it means uh, rather than someone coming in, shaking up the squad and maybe making some painful decisions about losing money on players they want to sell and spending big money on new ones, they'd expect him to suddenly put a sort of paternal arm around Eric Dyer and Eric Lamella and Harry Winks and all those players that maybe have gone off the boil recently and say, well, we don't need this. This is a cheap option mm. in some ways because this guy will come in as he did before and get a tune out of these players. And that's not necessarily what it needs. It needs, it just, they've got to get out that comfort zone. Some of these players have got to be moved on. I'm not saying those ones I mentioned, but there are players in the squad that have got to be moved on and new players brought in. You need to freshen the squad up. And that's, that's, my, that's my concern. He could have a great relationship with Neymar and Mbappe. And then say to Harry Kane, look, this is my plan. You know, I'll send Deli Alley to Paris and I'll bring in Verratti as yeah. well. Why not? Um, you just being I, listen, silly. I'm sceptical because if you look at, you know, obviously they all think the bookmakers know something. But if you look at the number of managers who have been a hot favourite, like mm. an odds on, starting with like Inzaghi was a hot, was hot, odds on. And you were like, well, he's got the job. And then Eric Ten Hag was odds on to get it and now Pochettino has come right in I think we're all guessing I think yeah. it seems like Tottenham might be talking to a lot of people which is not Martinez as well which is not a stupid idea you should talk to lots of people I'd be very surprised if it happened but I, of all the names mentioned I think I'd prefer Ranić, but I think Pochettino yeah. would be better than a lot of yeah. the names no, mentioned I'm not, I'm not against him coming back but I'm a, I'd love him to come back but in the right circumstances uh, with the you know the right guarantees that things are going to be when it matters when it when, you know because why would he come back on after what he saw before he would be slightly fearful of history repeating itself wouldn't he yeah. I mean, unless I mean we have and to take you know we have to take the chairman at his words in yes. his program notes the other day that maybe the eye was taken off the ball and they lost sight of certain things maybe this is all part of this but that's what it needs it needs it does need a freshen up and so do you call an ex-manager in to freshen something up I don't know I don't know did you uh, did you think that penalty shootout might go on forever last night I did I mean I I, I thought from a goalkeeping point of view that there were some eminently savable ones there didn't you I mean it, the longer it went on I mean there were some very very good pens but there were some fairly ropey goal, goalkeeping on both sides I find it amazing how nervous I get when I don't have a dog in the fight just feeling terrified especially for those players yeah. that haven't nominated if you think I'll go ninth you think ah I'm all right here. Yeah. It's never gonna. It's never gonna go to the ninth penalty. But towards the end, some of those pens for, for Villarreal and United were really good penalties, mm. weren't they? Some people the are criticising De Gea for his penalty, saying I, it didn't look. It wasn't a great penalty. Mm. To be fair, he's not expecting to do that. I do think, and we'll talk about it later, won't we? You know, Dean Henderson's penalty record 
is brilliant. Yeah. He's saved almost half yeah, the penalties. Yeah, yeah. And De Gea's is sort of surprisingly bad. Do you think just by standing there? Well, I mean, there, I think just as, the, just as they got towards the end of uh, extra time, people started to tweet the penalty records of Henderson and De Gea. And, a few, and suddenly Tim Krull was trending. Mm-hmm. And there was people... Look, that would have been an incredibly bold call, wouldn't it? If, if, you're, if, if it doesn't work... Um, and you lose, you say, well, why'd you stick another goalkeeper in just for penalties? If it does work, he's a genius, isn't he? He's put the penalty specialist in there. It's a, it's a tough call, but I think, he, I think he could argue the case after the game. And you've got to make the decision in the moment. Carl in Whitney says, I'm listening very carefully to try and pinpoint the exact moment that Paul's character changes and he goes into birthday spread mode. I've been, I've been listening for years. I don't recognise the birthday spread, Paul. He's scary. <laughs> there you are. It's yeah. true, isn't it? We've unearthed. Is that the real me or is that that the the slightly more competitive me? I don't know. Most of the time before the show, Paul's a very reasonable, mild-mannered man, but you just see at that moment, especially if you start losing the spread. Mm. You just turn. Do you think you I just get, get a bit that, narky? You've got that killer instinct. You think that's, so? Well, that's, a, that's, that's, what sets, that's what sets the greats apart. Well, isn't absolutely. It? That's, he why, said modestly. that's why you're an elite broadcaster. That's yeah. why you've been doing yeah, it right. for so long at this level. You're like Arturo Vidal. Uh, yeah. Aren't you? Title winner year after year after year. Yeah, probably not, actually. Um, Robert's been in touch. He said one of the greatest moments uh, for me was uh, winning the school swimming gala freestyle two lengths race. Just imagine if I'd listened to those people who <laughs> oh, said, please. never go back. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> True. You, you would have come last. Um, I'd be at the wrong end of the pool. Um, one of life's failures, made for pot. She says. So look, it's been slightly facetious. But uh, if you if you went back and it worked or it didn't work, let us know. James saying Paul starting the mind games very early. What are you five? I fear a, a Max Rushton battering today. Maybe I am five. Yeah. Maybe he's right. You should gone. You should have gone. I'm going six. I'm going six. Oh, he started already. One either side of me. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Patrick Bamford has revealed he is a lord yes. of the manor. Yeah. Um, this is not a title he's bestowed on himself. It's not, I mean, although, as Max always tells us, he's got uh, grade seven violin, it does mean he is automatically a lord of the manor. This I'm, title needs yeah. to be bought. I'm reading a lot about Patrick Bamford, about his entire life story now, because I thought he was the son of Lord Bamford, the JCB man, but apparently that, that is apocryphal. I've, be, I've thought that for years. So he'd be a double lord. Yeah. yeah. You, can't be, you can't be a double lord, He's uh, lord of uh, Hoogan Manor in Cumbria and it was bought for him by uh, James Bushnell Sr. Um, and James Bushnell Jr. Good afternoon, James Jr. Good afternoon, guys. How are you? Excellent, Good. thank you. So what uh, What made you and your dad randomly think it would be a good idea to bestow a lordship on Patrick Bamford? Well, he has that stereotype, really, of being, being a lord behind it with, as you said, with, like, the violin and with with everything like that. Mm. And I was scrolling through YouTube and an advert popped up about how you can make yourself a lord. Right. And uh, this was uh, before a uh, football game. Mm. Uh, I can't remember which game it was, but Patrick Bamford played absolutely, absolutely brilliant in the game. Mm. So after it, I was just like, it would be a great idea if uh, we made Patrick Bamford a lord and uh, <laughs> my dad sorted it out. And uh, it's just snowballed from there, really. Yeah. I don't want to get down to the grim details. How much does it cost to make Patrick Bamford a lord? Um, I I cannot remember oh, off right. the top of my head. I uh, I can't remember. I Not a lot about... of money, because I mean, it would be funny if it was 
maybe 50 quid, 100 quid. If it was about 10 grand, that would focus the mind a bit, really, wouldn't it? I mean, it was it was an affordable amount, but it enough to get a bit of national exposure and please your star striker, and uh, but not break the bank. Yeah, I think it only like cost uh, twenty or thirty pounds. Oh, okay. it definitely didn't break the bank. Yeah, at yeah. All. They're giving them away now. And and was it specifically Bamford? No one at like Stuart Dallas didn't have a great game. You thought maybe we'll make him Lord Stuart, you know, Lord Dallas. You, you it, this was very Bamford focused because of his because of the yeah because of what he is. You know, we see him playing in a monocle quite often. Mm. If you look closely on match of the day, yeah, top, top hat. As um, well. Yeah, so uh, he's he, he's pleased, isn't he, Patrick? He likes it. Yeah, he uh, he really uh, he really loved the idea that we uh, that we made him a lord. And um, how you were saying with uh, Stuart Dallas, that um, we're having a great game. For me, he's my uh, player of the season. Mm. And um, Patrick Bamford with seventeen goals and seven assists in his uh, first Premier League season. He's absolutely brilliant. I know he's played in the Premier League before, but hasn't played a full season like he has mm, with I, I... Leeds. But yeah. he's Absolutely brilliant. I'm surprised he hasn't been called up for England. Well, he could rock but, up at St um, George's now, get to the gates, and if they don't let him in because he's not in the squad, he can say, do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm, I'm the Lord of Hoogan Manor, don't you know? And uh, the, the guy yeah, on the yeah, gate will have to let him in. definitely do that. Definitely. Yeah, give that he a try. definitely say that. No, you know? I think he's a wonderful player. I, I agree with you. I think he's the most similar to Kane, if Kane, Kane got an injury. I think his yeah. movement is great. I think he brings people into play. He never stops running. I mean, I, I, listen, I, it must be a wonderful time to be a Leeds fan because I, I've been told off because I keep using the adjective fun but they really are like when they're on you think oh good I want to watch Leeds it must be a joy to watch yeah it's absolute it is an absolute joy to watch I was, <clears throat> ever since when we were in the championship it's just been amazing and it's I tried to uh, like watch different games of football because I do love football <clears throat> but it's just every other game's just boring because Leeds <laughs> play so so differently and I just feel spoiled with how how we were playing that every time I try watch a different game like yesterday trying to watch the Europa League final mm. I just couldn't watch it because it was just <laughs> you t- you've me, chosen a fairly bad played. example you can get more less likely really less like the average Leeds game but maybe there's a bit more at stake but it's good it's worked so um, no, no other plans to buy sort of titles for any other Leeds players at the moment we're going to stick with Patrick has he, has he been in touch has he, has he has he thanked you personally yet you and your dad well uh, we um, we went on the uh, Leeds United official podcast and uh, we talked to him there and he oh, said nice. um, good. he said thank you on that and we uh, on the last game of the season against West Brom mm. we uh, got uh, the stadium announcer to uh, if he scored or like if he, if he was coming onto the pitch to say Lord Patrick Bamford like number nine <laughs> Lord Patrick Bamford and he did it like all the way through oh, and nice it was one. bloody brilliant it was brilliant <laughs> yeah, they're calling him your lordship what, um, what does Patrick get apart from the title you know can he can he, he sort of strip a land can he, he march sheep through Cumbria yeah. sort he, of unimpeded he gets how, a, does... how much do you know how much land um, there were, apparently these are quite leads just been on Groupon he's a, a Newcastle fan he said I've just got myself a lordship for a Scottish castle on Groupon for 13 quid wow so, um, could have got more but there's is there anything else Patrick can 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 do with this title? Um, I'm uh, I'm not too sure. I think it's just sort of you've you've technically become a lord with like yeah. the small piece of land you have in have in Cumbria. But um, mm. he's he's a, an amazing player, and uh, yeah, he's, he it's well deserved that he uh, that he becomes a lord. He's become a lord, of course. What he's done. 
James, good to talk <laughs> to you. Say hello to your dad. And Dad's a nice idea. And Do you know, he's gone his dad, well. know his dad? Well, his dad's <laughs> called James Bushnell <laughs> <No>, Senior. <laughs> he was the one I don't know his dad. I'm okay. saying say hello because his dad... say goodbye to every guest his that dad, way. <laughs> well, like, his dad could have <laughs> yeah. come on today. And had True. Every, you know, and he, Robin, they, you know, anyway. Uh, he, don't say hello from Max. <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> say hello from me. There we are. There's uh, James Bushnell Junior there. Leeds United fan, the man who bestowed a lordship. Him and his dad whole point I'm on, um, the, uh, I'm on the lordship title pack here we go do you want the standard gonna get you one of these paul okay yeah do you want the standard or the premium i don't know i'm just 24.95 the premium I mean, is eight no more one's, quid i mean i imagine it's quite useful if you're trying to book a table in some fancy restaurant isn't it and you say um name so it's lord uh, it's lord hoogan yeah, oh I'll, I'll go with that then yeah you can when can you get here just so, filling in the optional gift message good afternoon lord hawksby <laughs> Well, it looks like I'm just about to become a lord. Add to basket. Here we go. And then change. You're going to have to change all the paperwork here. At yeah, it doesn't tell you what you're the lord of on this one. This okay. is just you just get a title pack. How do I know mm. what you're the lord? I'm not going to buy it for you unless I don't know no, where. Sounds a bit moody. That go through to a bona fide buy a lordship page. <laughs> I don't want to as opposed your... to the hooky ones. <laughs> Fantastic. They might be clearing your bank account out, Max. Have a closer look. Don't do anything on a whim like that. So still to come, uh, we will be. Um, so grade seven. Grade seven um, violin. Violin. Yeah. You, you've, something we might explore over the next two hours is that you are grade eight clarinet. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Played. Uh, I played the EastEnders theme uh, with Dion Dublin in the Soccer Home Glorious. He played the Jube. Yeah. Then I played at the Hammersmith Apollo with Amy McDonald. Played wow. on her single. Did the video. Wow. Got a record deal out of it. Yeah. Did Tell you all really? of these things. Yeah. It puts my lordship. In the perspective, oh Lord really, Hawksby, oh yeah. you doth protest, Lord Hawksby. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Uh, just a bit of breaking news, Paul. Mm. Um, Adam Dickinson has been in touch on the text. Max, I am the Lord of Hogan Manor. I've just sent evidence to your Instagram, and he has just sent me this message saying, uh, Max, I just heard Patrick Bamford is the Lord of Hogan Manor. Please see that I am the Lord of the estate. Could someone rectify? And he sent me a photo mm. of. Uh, you know, saying Lord uh, Adam Dickinson of Hogan Manor. Matthew Irwin has been in touch to say, it looks like me and Patrick Bamford share some of the same land. And he is Lord Matthew Irwin. The, this certificate asserts the legal right to assume the honorific title Lord Matthew Irwin of Hogan Manor. Furthermore, Lord Matthew Irwin shall be assigned dedicated land within the Hogan Manor estate, Cumbria, oh. England. So... So you've got Matthew, Adam and Patrick all vying well, to be the Lord there, of the There's Manor. only one way to decide who is the proper Lord of Hogan Manor, and that's jousting, isn't it? Think, <laughs> but it's <laughs> absolutely, unlikely. Absolutely It's right. unlikely that... I, I'm, look, I'm guessing that, that Patrick Bamford is the, is the fittest of the three with respect Adam, and was it Matthew? Maybe Patrick doesn't get a horse. Yeah. <laughs> so the other two are... <laughs> but it's I hard don't know, with three, isn't it? I don't know what the Leeds press officer is going to say about that. If we just say, can Patrick come down to Hogan Manor? You'll know where it is. He's the lord of it. <laughs> and joust. <laughs> if he could. Yeah, that would be nice. Well, he could bring his own... He's probably got his own pugil imagine stick. He's got his, he? I imagine he's got his own horse. He'll have, all his, he'll have his own suit of armour. Exactly. He's a great seven violin. Ex- I was going to say, if he's, really, suit of armor. if he's really feeling confident, he'll play the violin as he rides. You've been, he? We've been good for business today because Mark from Ockenden, which hasn't, doesn't have that many lords, um, he's just been on group on. He said, me and my wife... And our Lord and Lady of a piece of land at Dunham Castle, twenty two ninety nine. The pair. I mean, really, who knew that you could just enter the kind of aristocracy this this cheaply? In many ways, it's you know we talk a lot. Um, you know, yeah, yes, there was true. a lot of politics yesterday talking about you know basically social mobility 
Tea and there isn't enough of it. Yeah. And this is proof. But it's a bloke from Ockenden who's a lord. It does say, I I was looking at the T's and C's of the Lord Titles website. It does say you can't just rock up to to the House of Lords and demand to sit down. Okay. You've just got to be clear on on that. So that's, I mean, that goes for everyone who's been in touch. We don't want anybody being sort of wrestled to the floor by a police officer. No, no, no. Because of the Parliament. That's the last thing we need. But anyway, Um, just... uh, Keith in Barry's just bought a Lord and Ladyship. So we should have had um, shares in it. We should, yeah, can't we, we do the Lord and can we do a Talksport book about it? Can't we come to get in the Talksport shop? You can the, become Lord book of, of a thousand you, lords. You can become Lord of the Heads Guns, yeah. or you know, just that you can buy a part of the radio show, the radio station. You yeah, know, it's, well, okay, why not? Well, that's, it's, you it's, could be the head take, of Clips of the Week. It's taking a very odd turn. This. Why not? Now, um, it was a nice story today. We might get the listeners involved with this. Was Margaret Angel ninety six? Yes, right. Uh, she got an engagement ring after a 73-year wait. As uh, a late hubby said, he'd buy one if Leicester won the FA Cup. It's a yeah. lovely story, yeah, isn't I've, it, Yeah, really? I've got a bit more on it, actually. Um, uh, he They got married in 1948, and, yeah. and money was too tight to justify getting an engagement ring. Uh, Mr Angel said he would stretch to one if the Foxes lifted the trophy. He died in 2005, oh. but his promise was fulfilled by his son, Mike, Lovely. who bought his mother a ring just days after the 1-0 win over Chelsea. He said the, the promise had become family legend after Leicester keep, kept losing these cup finals in 49, 61, 63 and 69. Yeah. So he just got back from the war when, when they got married. But in 1969, we were all hoping Mum would get her engagement ring and we lost again. Neil Young, Manchester City, wasn't it? You tell me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before your time. Absolutely, Actually, yeah. It's the first first cup final I remember, actually, well, as a kid. The first one I remember, yeah, watching that game. Uh, 86 was my 86, first I can yeah. remember. That make me feel old now. Well, that makes you better at the birthday spread, so, you know. Yeah, swings and roundabouts. Swings, swings and roundabouts. Yeah, I'll probably like, die before you. Probably. But I'll probably well, be I hope, 25. I mean, I hope you do. Yeah. <laughs> but not that soon. No, okay. Yeah. Thanks, mate. We'll just clip that. I'll die before you. I hope you do. Classic bants then. Nice, isn't it? Not at all not at all dark. So anyway, that's a, that is a that is a lovely story, isn't yeah, it? It is nice. But it struck us. Have you ever kind of put something off and said, Well, we won't definitely do that until you know? Spurs win the league. Well, you would never do that, would you? You know, it's the, no point. Well, people may have said it. You know, <laughs> yeah. we'll do this when. Yes, that's that's you know, we'll do X when Y. We yeah. need X and Y. We need X and Y. If you if you feel like you want to do that, then talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text to eight ten eighty nine. Or tweet to TSHJ and tell us uh, this afternoon. Yeah. Now, uh, Eric Carl was the author of The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's died at the age of 91, mm. um, uh, his family said. And, uh, you know, everybody listening almost certainly yeah. will have been... Re- it will, you will have either read it to read their it children's... Read it to your kids. I read it to my kids. Yeah. yeah. And uh, had it read to them. Yeah. And it did get me thinking that when when um, when the lockdown first happened, mm. I was doing the breakfast show, and we were obviously there were lots of footballers who were stuck in their house. We were getting lots of footballers on the radio. Like It's sometimes quite hard to get footballers to come on. Yeah. But, but they couldn't give us an excuse because we knew they were all at home, That's weren't true. they? Yeah. And mm. Joe Worrell came on, the Nottingham Forest centre-back, and he was really... We had a great chat. I'm like, what are you up to? You know, how are you keeping fit? And all those questions that we all ask lots of footballers mm. during lockdown. And he said, I'm reading a lot to my kids. And he read the... He was saying, I'm reading The Hungry Caterpillar. So yeah. I, I said, look, well, would you come on later in the show? Could we end the show by you reading The Hungry Caterpillar? Presuming he'd say no. But... He, he said, yes, yeah, so we can pay tribute now That's nice. to Eric Carl, the yeah. author of The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Um, as it is read to you, uh, this is something we did in the first lockdown, about 18 months ago, Nottingham Forest Joe Worrell reads The Very Hungry Caterpillar. In the light of the moon, a little egg lay on a leaf. 
one Sunday morning, the warm sun came up and pop, out of the egg came a tiny hungry caterpillar. He started looking for some food. On Monday, he ate through one apple, but he was still very hungry. On Tuesday, he ate through two pears, but he was still very hungry. On Wednesday, he ate through three plums, but he was still very hungry. On Thursday, he ate through four strawberries, but he was still very hungry. On Friday, he had five oranges, but he was still very hungry. On Saturday, he ate through one piece of chocolate cake, one ice cream cone, one pickle, one slice of Swiss cheese, one slice of salami, one lollipop, one, one piece of cherry pie, one sausage, one cupcake and one slice of watermelon. That night, he had a stomach ache. The next day was Sunday again. The caterpillar ate through one nice leaf and after that, he felt much better. Now he wasn't hungry anymore and he wasn't a little caterpillar anymore. He was a big fat caterpillar. He built a small house called a cocoon around himself and stayed inside for more than two weeks. Then he nibbled a little hole in the cocoon, pushed his way out and pop, he became a beautiful butterfly. The end. Oh, Tremendous, there we are. I'll tell you what, it's, it's harder than it looks though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was lovely just to see it transported to the East Midlands like that. <laughs> pop. Yeah. I like how it says pop. It was, it was no, it's such a good not, sport not a joke to do that. I'll tweet yeah. that out again. It's, nice. It was a really it's nice lovely. thing. If you want to have a night off of reading stories, you can just flick through the pictures and let Joe read it for you. <laughs> for the kids, if you've lost your voice. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Ben White, Sky just tweeted out uh, an interview with Ben White, obviously, in the England squad. Yeah. Uh, and he says, uh, I was crying, my mum was crying, my dad... He said he cried for an hour wow. after finding out. I'm very, you know, I'm, I cry. I cry at an emotional pitch on Dragon's Den. You know, I was emotionally weak. <laughs> if I've got a hangover, all you need to do is show me a picture of a hedgehog having its, you know, hair brushed with a toothbrush, and I'm gone. Right. But an hour is quite a long yeah, time, isn't it? To keep it going. That's right. yeah. I'm surprised getting the Italian team when well, was worth a cry. <laughs> Fantastic. It's good to hear. That it's care, good to hear. It? You know, yeah. exactly. He clearly does care, doesn't he? So, which is uh, good. And you know, can't I, he can't leave him out now because no. that's another. That's two yeah, hours, that's isn't it? A lot of emotional pressure. Yeah. On the Gareth Southgate, isn't it? You know, but uh, yeah, I mean, the likelihood is he won't be going to the Euros, barring injuries and stuff. But an excellent player. I mean, excellent every tackle player. that went in last night and um, extra time some, as well. Yeah. Foyt's fairly ugly shinner. Um, oh, yeah. You know, you're starting to think, oh, don't get injured. You know, Luke Shaw at one point looked like he was in a bit of pain. You think, oh, don't get injured. But, you know, we're going to have to go through this all again at the weekend. And by the end, people were, you know, Foyt. Tom and A, I'm sure, was the same for the Scotland fans. Yeah, you know, he did have a good game. Juan yeah. Foyt, you know, by the end, with the bandage and the, you know, the, the sort of tissue out of his nose, it did look like Blackadder, didn't oh, no, it? You yeah, know? I, I, I quite, called it. It was like um, Michael Palin and a fish <laughs> yeah, called Wanda exactly, when he got yeah. the chips up his yeah. nose. It was, it was amazing, wasn't it? Really? He's a player reborn. I mean, that's the other thing. One of somebody else will come back, I'm sure. And you pull on that white uh, chainmail shirt, though, and you revert to type. <laughs> He'll be playing hospital passes and scoring own goals and making loads of ricks. As soon as that shirt, that that cockerel, the cursed cockerel, goes on, uh, it will be business as usual. Anyway, I can say that because they're my mum. Um, it, you know what I mean. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Paul Hawksby and Max Rushton uh, here on uh, TalkSport. And uh, you probably gathered by now there was quite a long penalty shootout in the Europa League. I was desperate to go to bed. I was finding it very entertaining, but I was like, I've got things to do. I know, get on with this. You don't need this. It wasn't the most entertaining extra time. It was one of those that you kind of felt, let's just do it on 90 minutes. You know, we all know what's going on here. But um, a lot of talking points emerged from that penalty shootout. So who better to talk to than the author of the definitive work, the man we always turn to when uh, this uh, penalty chat. 12 yards, Ben Littleton joins us. Good afternoon, Ben. Hello, Paul. Yeah, I mean, so I don't quite know where to start. Maybe we should start with um, the fact that Tim Krull was trending five minutes before the end of the game. I mean, it probably didn't surprise us that he, he, he put Henderson in goal, had a better penalty-saving record. I saw you uh, tweeting out uh, around that time, but should he have? Do you think he should have been bold and Look, put in put the goal? Be, it's easy to be wise after the event, isn't mm. it? But, but I think there were a lot of people talking about this before the event, because going into the game, we knew the numbers, and they clearly said David De Gea hasn't saved a penalty in his last 25 goes. And actually, that number goes up to 29 if you include a shootout for Spain against Russia in the World Cup. So 29 penalties in a row um, conceded compared to um, Henderson's record, which I think was eight saved out of 19. So a pretty decent record. That's about 42% saving record. So above average saving record. But there is a real conservatism around coaches to do this kind of thing. And I feel like it needs to be normalized. Football is a squad game. And we see outfield players taken out, uh, swapped over all the time. And for penalties. We saw it last night. Mm. It just so happened that all of the players ended up taking penalties. But, yeah. you know, Juan Mata and Alex Tellers were clearly brought mm. on specifically 
to take penalties, and they and they took fantastic penalties, uh, as did um, Villarreal's Danny Rabo, who was also kicking second. Mm. So the players that came on to take penalties did a great job. Why not do it with a goalkeeper as well? If you know you have a goalkeeper on the bench who is better in this situation than the player yeah. that you have on the pitch. Now, there are other things at play. Um, you know, there might be internal politics. There might be egos at stake. All sorts of things going on that we don't know about. But if it becomes about the coach trying to maximise the opportunity for his team to win, to me, it's not even a difficult decision. And in fact, it happened last week in a match in the African Champions League, uh, which we don't hear much of over here, but a huge game in Africa. And uh, the Tunisian champions, Esperance, subbed, subbed their goalkeeper after 120 minutes just for a penalty shootout. The substitute saved two penalties, and his team went on to the semi-finals. How with um with De Gea's record, so twenty nine, and now what is that? Forty penalties, 40 in, a penalties row. in a row. I mean, is that some kind of record? Well, normally, <laughs> it, normally a keeper must save what one in ten? I don't know, one in five. What is it? Yeah, it's between one and. It, I mean, if you're really good, it's um, more than one in five. But you know, the average the average penalty conversion is eighty percent. So that's four out of five. So keepers should stop one out of five. That's that's about right. Not out of 40 um, is, <laughs> I don't know if it's a record, but it's definitely not good. No. So I, so I mean, feel maybe I would have saved one of them. I don't know. But the body language, I mean, yeah. for an incredibly tall man with long arms and legs, he looked incredibly small in that goal last night. He didn't look he didn't like... He didn't make himself big, did he? He didn't look like, I mean, which isn't difficult, but it didn't look like he was going to save any of them. The other thing that happened, Ben, that you spotted, and I spotted in real time as well, is that Bruno Fernandes won the toss, a Villarreal won ends in that toss, he won the toss to go uh, first or second, and he chose to go second by the look of it. He pointed um, to the Villarreal player, didn't he? Well, don't get me started on this, Paul. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I find it astonishing, and I really don't want to blame Bruno Fernandes because he is like super skilled, fantastic player for United, great penalty taker, all-round superhero. And it's not his job to know the stats around penalties. But there will be people at the club who work in the analytics department, who work in the coaching department, who will know, who would know, or at least should know that kicking first gives you an advantage and can improve your chances in a shootout uh, and increase them up to 60%. Now, if no one at the club knew that, I'm horrified. And if someone at the club knew it and chose not to tell the players. And that surely is a dereliction of duty somewhere along the line. So for Bruno to go into that shootout, and, and the only point of, the only part of a shootout that is actually a lottery is the coin toss. The rest of it is all trainable, improvable. We've seen Gareth Southgate say, you know, you can, penalties are an improvable skill. They're not a lottery. You can increase your chances if you work hard and train and practice with purpose, all the things that I've been banging on about for years. But you lose that advantage straight away if you win the coin toss and then tell the opposition to, to go first. 
Yeah, it's got. It's really got your goat. This is as, as angry as I was as people blaming Lindelof well, for sure. It's mad. Huge yeah, Sean Ingle tweeted, um, and you must know Ignacio Palacios Huerta, who is uh, a, mm. a, a, from the London School of Economics, who emailed Sean Ingle saying, look, he's helped pl- people plan for penalties in Champions League finals and World Cup finals, saying that stat as well. I mean, that is, it is extraordinary. Like, everybody knows it. At ever, grassroots level, you win the toss, you go first. It's just so obvious. Yeah. The other thing, Ben, was uh, the expectation is with goalkeepers taking pens, they just basically take a goal kick into the net. They take a click, didn't they? they Kevin their, Pressman. They is, put their yeah. foot through it because that's what goalkeepers do. So you could argue it was a double bluff, a little side foot into the corner, but it, it was bold, especially after the fact they'd not really saved any pens. Um, would, you, would you have gone down the normal goalkeeper taking penalties route, you think? I think I think you, w- w- when you start to criticise the hair's penalty taking technique, <laughs> really you are pushing it. down. That's you know, true. That is 40, true. So, um, I mean, Rooney took a really good penalty just before him. Yeah, and mm. he said he he blasted it because he was so angry that he hadn't saved one in the shootout. And the, the one thing I do say to players who are really non-frequent penalty takers who aren't used to it is to go for your natural side because that generates more power. So it is much harder to kick to your non-natural side, which is right footers kicking to their right. And that's what De Gea did. So it feels like the harshest criticism to say, well, maybe he should have kicked to his natural side or blasted it down the middle after what he'd been through the previous 15 minutes. But um, it was definitely wasn't his night. Yeah, uh, Mark Crossley, I saw him tweeting earlier on, said, poor effort from both keepers in that shootout. You've got no chance if you don't commit and go full blast. At least five could have easily have been saved. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think David Pree said similar things. You know, a lot of goalkeepers were looking at that and they were good pens in there, um, but there were some very savable ones as well, you felt, Ben. I think so. I mean, they all look good when they're scored, right? But, mm. I mean, De, De Gea got close to... Uh, at least two or three um, penalties, two and three from Villarreal. Uh, he, he went the right way and got close to, and uh, really got close to Bruno Fernandez's, which was interesting, and Luke Shaw's. So other goalkeepers might have saved them. You just don't know. I mean, t- 20 penalties scored in a row is, is something that I've never seen before in a shootout. So, um, you know, there, there are a lot of good things to come out of it as well. Mm. And the other thing we should point out is that Bruno's decision to... Um, kick second meant that there was additional pressure on the United kickers because they're kicking to avoid defeat, which, is, which is why the numbers normally go down. But seven of those players stepped up to to, to avoid defeat, and six of them scored. So yeah. you know the, the the ten outfield players who took pens for United did a really good job. They absolutely did. Are you still doing your, your penalties uh, blog? I am. The newsletter is uh, is come out today. I've done a special one on. Um, on last night's game, and it's at 12yards.substack.com. Fantastic. Uh, and the book's still available at 12 yards. A fine read. Cheers, Ben, as Thanks, always. Ben. Thank you, guys. Ben Littleton there, author of uh, 12... It's a really interesting stuff. The book, I mean, can, can it sustain a book? Of course it can. It's a really, really good read. It's a lot of fun. It's the kind of history of it and the psychology and the science of it. So Still a ludicrous way to decide a whole trophy. But I can't think of a better mm. one. No, that's so. right. There we are. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Um, there's been some question marks over whether the Olympics should actually take place. Um, and one 
leading Japanese newspaper put out a plea. It's got a five million circulation. It's also a sponsor of the of the games. Yeah, put out a plea well. saying don't do this. This isn't right. But uh, Dick Pound, called the former head of the IOC, said only Armageddon can stop. The okay. Tokyo I mean, Olympics. It's not far off, is it? I mean, <laughs> that's right. well, if you think of things that have happened in recent history that you could argue yeah. are Armageddon. Let's play Armageddon or pandemic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, it's, God, it, that's it, a tone deaf thing to say, isn't it? Yeah, it's not gone down too well, I don't think. No. I mean, we, we'll cry, we, we have a man in Japan, nominally a football expert, but he's married to a Japanese woman. And uh, when we last, a couple of times we've spoken to him, and she, she used to shout in the background, it's not happening. Tell him it's, tell Talksport it's not happening. <laughs> I mean, she was, she felt, you know, they would push it and push it and push it to the last minute because, uh, you know, they wouldn't want to say no and ultimately it could be cancelled. But Tokyo's in a state of emergency at the, mo- at the moment, yeah. you know. That's a problem. That's right. The city yeah. is in a state yeah. of emergency. You're going to go an old... Uh, have a big Olympics old opening there. ceremony, can you, when that's no. happening? It anyway. will be a very different Olympics for them. But anyway, we wish them well. On a slightly different note, Dave from Kent discussing um, taking honorary lordships. Um, mm. He said, would taking an honorary lordship on Ian Danter make him the lord of the dance? Oh, that, uh, that would be good. Wouldn't it be yeah. great to make him the lord of the dance? Oh, I think he'd like that. 18, I think... Oh, let me just check on how much they... Uh, Ian Danter is seven ninety nine. If you want that lordship, if you, yeah, so I've got the whole. You can, if you want to ask, I'll let risk. you know how much you can get them for you. We told you the lovely story of uh, Margaret Angel earlier on. Ninety six got an engagement ring after seventy three years because her, her late husband had said that uh, he would buy her one when Leicester won the FA Cup, and they finally did. And uh, their son came through for them and, and made that promise come through for his late dad. Lovely story. So we wondered if there's uh, sort of situations where you've put things off or you've, uh, in, in the name of sport. Um, Neil says, some uni friends and myself made a pact in around 2011 that wherever we were in the world and whenever it happened, we would drop everything we were doing and immediately drink 10 pints the moment Nile Ranger scored his first <laughs> Premier League goal. We're still waiting. <laughs> That's great. Dave in Tunbridge says, In 1995, I wanted to give up smoking. My worst time to smoke was while I was watching my team Manchester United play on TV. I vowed to only light up when they scored a goal. First game I watched after my promise was the 9-0 demolition of Ipswich. <laughs> That's not good, is it? <laughs> kind of worked as I stopped once we were 6-0 up. But that doesn't help, does it? Yeah. yeah. Darren in Derby said, I've been struggling to figure out what to buy my 75-year-old dad for Father's Day. I'm going to get him a lordship. Oh, good. He says, I'm going to get him land in Derbyshire, possibly a wench. I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, maybe a flagon of mead. Well, that's slightly uh, more appropriate. But Darren, yeah, well, there we are. So well, if people, you want, people are buying lordships so for get their a, dad. Uh, a lord. You can be the Lord of Durham if you want. Yeah. You can, we're, we're Lord Durham of Durham. Well, we are sort of, Durham cut, of we're cutting Adrian up to four. There are four lordships going yeah. from Adrian. So if you want one of them, eight ten eighty nine. Do you want to know about Randy Love Cheats or do we not have enough time for Randy them? Love Cheats, the golfer? Uh, yeah, yeah, he missed no. the cut of the PGA Championship. We haven't got yeah. time. Oh, fair enough. We haven't got time. We'll come okay. back to it. That, what, a, what a great tease, though, for next Tuesday. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. It's time for the birthday spread, that point of the show where Andy Jacobs uh, supplies us with uh, 10 birthdays, 10 spectacular gags. Um, We have to try and guess the ages of those two people. It sounds simple. Um, Simple for one of us. And um, (laughs) there's a a margin of error that builds over the 10 birthdays. The one with the lowest, who's got closer to all those birthdays, is the winner. Um, Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Max. Hello, those Andy. rumours about those rumours about Keith Birkinshaw coming back. I suppose. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah, <come laughs> on, yeah. Um, sixty-three. 
Yeah, he's a bit older than 85. that. 85. Oh, a little bit older 85. than that, Keith. Yeah, the governor. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Jeff Peters is our scorer. Good afternoon, Jeff. Oh, yeah, I must get that phone. Yeah. must get always, that phone. It always goes off. It's so, yeah. so bad. They're very, they're very patient. Whoever that is, is very patient. Yeah. I think today's spread is going to be excellent. Me and Andy have had words already today, so oh, okay. I think it's going to be spiking. <laughs> it's all kicked off. He just says the second... like, guess the punchline with Jeff Peters. I'm, I'm, trying right to, I'm trying to help you, yeah. Andy, with some of, with some yeah. of the... It's some a very some sensitive of the man. I've, I've learned that, yes. So stay in but your I lane, Peters. I love him to be. Shall we get underway? Here's Pele. Um, yeah. So, loser kicks off from last week. So, Max... Uh, I think I lost last week. You I did think lose it was last me. week. You won yes. the week before, Probably, but you lost last week. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, here we go then, Max. Yeah, so Max, uh, it's a very happy birthday to Paul Weller, the singer-songwriter and former member of the jam, Paul Weller. And funny enough, I was interviewing Sven Goran Eriksson about his taste in music, and I asked him who was his favourite singer-songwriter. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Really yes. good. Uh, Paul Weller, 68. Was he that old? Um, I thought he'd be a bit younger than that. 61. 63. Oh, okay. So, what's that done to the scores? It's all over. Early stage. Yeah. Come on, don't be defeated. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you didn't get a direct hit like last week. It's Paul 2, Max 5. Okay, okay. 5-2. Okay. Uh, Here, I'll kick off. Then I'm Sorry, next. Paul. By the way, very happy birthday to a friend of the show. We always see him at Cheltenham, Michelle Rue, the great chef, Michelle yeah. Rue Jr. And uh, Michelle's just had both ACLs removed following a football injury. And it's really odd that not only does he keep them in a jar, but he's named it both ligaments Wayne and Colleen. He loves to show people the Roonies. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> the Roonies. Nice. Wow. That Come is, on. That's, that's very good. Uh, is it? Michelle well, it's, not. it's not. It's not. It's not. He has to go at me. Humouring him. Just humouring him. Uh, I'd say, humoring what is he? 50, 57, Michelle Rue Jr. What do you think? He's a bit older than that. Okay. Oh, but 61. 61, he is. Wow. 61. What's that down to the scores, Jeff? Oh, it's all turned round. Max has a one point lead. It's Max 5, Paul 6. Okay, right. Here we go then. Ooh. Okay, uh, it's the fine actor Cillian Murphy. Is this Cillian? I wasn't sure if it was Chilean or Cillian. Killian, Killian, I think. Killian. Killian. Killian yeah. Murphy. Sorry, yeah. Killian. If you're listening, which if, you won't be. Uh, <laughs> well, he might be. Killian Murphy, it's his yeah. birthday. And I'm really looking forward to his latest role where he supplies blackout curtains to a well known Merseyside football reporter in Beaky Blinders. Blimey. <laughs> 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 Mansfield 1, Northampton 0 in that uh, other player. Sorry, Mansfield 0, Northampton 1. Mansfield 0. Northampton yeah. one uh, day getting the yeah you get the <laughs> idea with that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was Northampton it was Northampton nil Mansfield one you're, okay. you're the only person that knows Killian <laughs> Murphy right I reckon it's about thirty six thirty six yeah you, you're probably not far off Thir- I'll go a bit older thirty eight. 45. Wow, 45. he's, wearing, he's well, doing all right yeah, he's he's wearing, bones on yeah, you yeah. Murphy yeah forty five what's that done to the scores Jeff. Oh, it's all turned round again. It's flipping and flopping. Paul seven out. Max six out. Sorry, Max nine out. It's uh, Paul thirteen. Max fourteen. Okay, oh, it's a good game, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's close, isn't okay. it? Yes. Thirteen, fourteen. Yes. Okay, a very happy birthday to one half of the great duo, Chaz and Dave. Dave Peacock. Yeah, good old Dave. Uh, yeah. 
Dave, big football fan Dave, of course, mm. and he's been delighted to see the progress made by women administrators in the game, including his favourite, rabbits, rabbits, rabbits. Sorry. That's right. That's right. Heather, yeah. Oh, the Heather Rabbits joke. Rabbit, 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 He's 76. Wow. Ooh, what a game we've got going here. Close, Ding dong do. It is, and it's turned round again. The, the, the lead keeps changing hands. It's Max 15, Paul 16. Okay, here we go. Oh, that's really Max close. Next. I, haven't done a, I haven't done a tiebreaker this week, so <laughs> no. I'm in trouble if you finish level. Anyway, It's here we unlikely, go. Andy, isn't it? Let's face it. It's nice to have a draw. It's true. Yeah. Uh, very happy birthday to the broadcaster and newscaster from ITV News, Mary Nightingale. Mary Nightingale. And uh, we were at a party at the home of legendary NBA star Charles Barkley. Of course we were. Uh, Charles yeah. got a boxing <laughs> ring. Yes, you know what's going to happen. Doubles up as a karaoke stage. Yes, and Nightingale sang in Barkley's Square. Nice one, there. Mary Nightingale. I did, I did have some music lined up for that, but Andy banned <laughs> it. <laughs> it was too many. It's kind of too much. It's a tricky one, Mary Nightingale. Mary Nightingale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say 52. I'd go, yeah, that's not a bad guess, actually. Um, 54. 58, Mary. She's good. Oh, she's wearing well. Absolutely. The lead has swapped for the fifth time. It's now Paul 20, <laughs> Max 21. Wow. This is, wow. This is an incredible. exhibition. It People is, listening is. now, yeah. you are privileged to be yeah. listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, now we're coming to the names you don't know, so <laughs> a little bit more that? tricky now. Here we go. <laughs> yes. Okay, it's uh, happy birthday to The Economist and first female Prime Minister of Turkey from 93 to 96, Tanzu Silla. Tanzu Silla. Okay. And uh, my parents arranged a lunch with me and Tanzu, even though I'd never met her. It was great to go on a blind date with Silla. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Unlike the birthday spread, it was a lot of laughs. 81. <laughs> you say 81? Uh, 81. Tanzu Silla, 93, 96. Yeah, probably around there, isn't it? Um, 78. 75. Oh, so. Ooh. A bit of daylight. I always thought she got the job too young, you know. It's a yeah. bit like Lampard and Chelsea. <laughs> you you know, so? yeah, Silla's yeah, got yeah. it too young. Yeah. It's going to not quite work out, and then Erdogan will come in and get it for decades. Yeah, that could be. Once mm. again, the lead has changed hands. Right. It's Paul 26, mm. Max 24. 24, okay, Max in the lead Ooh. by two. Okay. Co coat okay. Tails, okay. Coat very tails, happy birthday. Tails. Very happy birthday to the co-founder of the Ambassador Theatre Group uh, and joint executive and creative director of Trafalgar Studios. So he's got enough jobs. Sir Howard Panter. So oh. Howard Panter. And uh, it's surprising, actually, but for a man of his achievements, he's surprisingly shy and blushes easily. That's why we call him the Pink Panther. It's too much production now, isn't it? It's too, too much. <laughs> Dave says, Max, cash out. Um, <laughs> cash out. So Howard, actually, not in this game. So Howard Panter so Howard is Panther. 84. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know. Um, 81. 72. Oh, sorry, Howard, huge. if you're listening. The boy sorry, Panther, he's only young. Yeah. 
This is ridiculous. The lead has changed hands every single time. It's now Paul 35, Max 36, three to go. Oh, this is going to the wire. It's a very happy birthday to Dame Alison Nimmo, Chartered Surveyor and Chief Executive of the Crown Estate, 2012 to 19, Dame Alison Nimmo. Mm. And uh, she, you won't be surprised to know that she went missing a few years. Should I bother to do any more? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, I led the team that eventually discovered where she was. Yes, I was very proud of finding Nimmo. <laughs> finding Nimmo, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Um, 68. I think it's a bit older than that. Oh, okay. 69. <laughs> <laughs> well, that... A bit of SH hasn't helped you because she's 57. Ooh. And what that does to the scores mm. is make it 46 to Paul yes. and 48 to Max. Okay. So the lead changes. Oh, no, it doesn't change. Paul's still in the lead. Paul okay. extends his lead yeah, by one. Well, you so build it up. Very, very dramatic. Even that wasn't quite right. <laughs> Live on Sky Sports. Talk Sport. <laughs> <laughs> 46. <laughs> 46 plays 48. So, you've, got to, okay. you've, got, you've got to know your Hawksby and Jacobs for that you one. You do. <laughs> yes, very much so. Okay, very happy birthday to Baroness May Blood. Baroness May Blood. Founding member 96 of 1996 of the Northern Ireland Women's Coalition. Baroness May Blood. And uh, she always used to go racing with Bob Dylan when he was in England. Cheltenham, Aintree, Ascot and Epsom. I think Bob named one of his albums after her, Blood on the Tracks. Oh, um, oh yeah, beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... It's not really a joke, that one, was it? No, well, no. I think <laughs> it was a critic. Yeah. Be careful, Matt. Be careful. <laughs> I've seen him turn. Um, I think... Oh, Max has been disqualified. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, May, Dame May Blood. It's topical. Um, yeah, go on. Yeah, Bob, yeah. Baroness. 83. Okay. Um, 86. Baroness May Blood, you may have scoffed, but she's 83. Ooh. Oh, full. Look at that. Direct second, hit. second direct hit of the afternoon for right. Max. And what that does to the scores yeah. with one to go wow. yeah. Paul 49, Max 48. Max one in the lead by one. That does mean one to go. Oh, that means Max I go first. go first. I don't want to do that because he's in the oh, lead. Oh, no, that's a disaster. Okay. Okay, it's a very final, a very happy birthday to the saxophonist and composer, Archie Shep. Archie Shep. And he was taking yeah. part in a debate on modern music when he completely lost it. He was on his feet and shouting. Luckily, uh, former Blue Peter Post, John <laughs> Noakes, was on hand to take control. Yes. Get down, Shep, he said. Get down, Shep. Get I mean, this down, is, this is the closest general. it's ever been, right? Isn't yeah, it? so it's basically, one, I, one point in it, Archie Shep. Wow, this is Have you heard huge. of Archie Shep? Have you heard of Archie Shep? I've heard of Archie Shep. <laughs> You've heard of Archie yeah, Shep? Oh, yeah, I mean, that is absolutely I asked, ridiculous. I asked you Max's on, Shep play, has sailed. Did you play, <laughs> did you play you. jazz clarinet? You said you never did. If you'd taken a bit more interest in jazz, <laughs> no, listen you to might him. know Archie Shep. I get a direct hit. I would love it. It. I would love it <laughs> if I got a direct hit right got now. To answer Archie Shep. Max, Max, you know who Archie Shep is. You know when you're doing this show at 11 minutes past one, he hops on one leg. You know him, don't you? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. You know, yeah. Archie yeah. Shep is 84. 84. That's not. A, yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't know how old Archie Shep was. I know who he is. It's a big part of it, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Really, I might go a bit older. 
I'll go. So um, eighty. I'll go eighty-eight. Well, you'll be amazed to know that Archie Shep, the saxophonist and composer, is. 84. Oh, oh that's yes, is that, is that a bit smelly? What you, is, that's that's you got to lose with some sort of graciousness. <laughs> One of the stewards has just walked in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll stay in the toilet for hours. I'm dehydrated, <laughs> but I'll give you a sample. <laughs> Wow, no, that is impressive. Three is the magic number. Someone's hacked my computer. (laughs) Archie Shep's just come in. That's amazing. He's looked through the window like Bill Werbenick. He just looked through the window. 80, how did you do that? Well, I just guessed his age, Paul, to be pretty honest. You'd never heard of him? I'd never heard of Archie Shep. I mean, to be fair, playing the odds, right? I've lost this almost as many times as David De Gea has let penalties in. But I think you've got more direct hits than I have ever had. Look, I'm very good at match play and stroke play. I look forward to later later on Instagram when you put a photo of Archie Shep on with your dad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Archie Shep is my dad. He is my dad. His name's Max Shep, didn't you really? <laughs> he changed it for showbiz purposes. Oh, well, you could cut the tension with a spoon, says Crackers. Yeah, you certainly could. <laughs> so oh, there we are. The, what fi- a game. the final scores on the doors: Paul fifty-three, Max forty-eight. It's eighteen-three. Three is the magic number. Oh, eighteen-eighteen-three. Oh. Oh. You instantly to. went down to am I cheating wow, at I this? Just, I think I'm, my life has got to such a level where I cheat at this guessing. I mean, I well, like, I enjoy it. I've seen how competitive you. I don't think you cheat, Max. I don't think you cheat. I, I, I'd, I, well, I'd like to believe you wouldn't. Mark says Max wins and Paul goes all Jose. Hashtag sore loser. Hashtag birthday spreads. Well, look, I, I knew what went on there, but I can't tell you. I can't tell you what went on. It's like in, in the Jose oh, style. Oh, really? Oh, really? I, I know what oh, happened. I, I know everyone happened, under the bus. But I can't you? tell you now, and maybe I'll never be able to tell you what Phil happened. Phil says scandalous. To speak. Scandalous accusation by Paul there, says Phil. Yeah. Well done, Max. Who whispered the answer in your ear? They, all see, this, you, they all see you as an honest man, don't they? I it's, am an honest man. You're an honest man, Max. There we I can are. tell that. Darth yeah. guess for Shep, says uh, uh, Guthers yeah. here. If he was 86, you'd have still lost. I said, I went, I went a bit, I went 88, didn't yeah. I? You could have just gone 86, yeah. couldn't you? Anyway, there's nothing you could have, nothing you could have yeah. done. But That's the, true. The production team don't, I'm the only one that knows the, the actual, and Jeff knows oh, Come on, ages, we don't need to tell people else. that I'm well, not you know, cheating in this people, game. Well, they might have thought. I'm not cheating. Yeah. If you think I'm cheating. Well, they're so, so surprised that you actually won, that's why. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I want blood and urine, if that's all right with you. That's absolutely Because one or the other, I want both. I want both. Not It's what he says before every show. Oh, I'd say fair enough. It's what Andy's been doing for years. I'll do the same. Or just a cup of tea, thanks. <laughs> Paraphrase the likely lads. Um, thank you, Andy. We'll Cheers catch up with you tomorrow. Pleasure. Yep. Thanks, thanks very much, Jeff. Fine scoring. Cheers, guys. Well done, Max. Thank there you so we much. Well done, Max. 18-3. Here's what David says. I get in. Max can really hear the sour grapes from Paul. Paul no, loser. Just, I bet his house is mm. fun at Christmas with the board games. <laughs> it's. It was just... I was quite taken back with a direct hit. That yeah. was all. I just thought, ah, that, that's amazing. It's, the it's, thing is, right, it's amazing. The thing I is, thought. if I'm going to cheat, I would go one year out, wouldn't I? 
Would you? You yeah. think so? I think if I knew... So you've obviously given it some thought then. <laughs> I haven't given it any thought. Your best method. Even to the point when, if he'd said John Beck, the Cambridge man, as it was John Beck's birthday this week, I did notice, I'd, yeah. have, I'd have definitely confessed. Even my missus says, well done, Max. I googled Archie Shep. So she's, she's team Rushton as well, well actually, now. Actually, Great, actually. isn't it? They've all turned on yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, I'm going to get... That's, that's who's telling me. I'm going to get that... I'm going to sort of... I'm going to get that mentality. I'm going to feed off of this. Okay, right. I'm going to pin Stick that Archie up on the dress- Shep <laughs> to the dressing room walls. The Hawksby and Jacob daily podcast from talk sport a lot of reaction getting there. some fallout from the birthday spread mark yeah, yeah. says rushton you're a mug you don't know your backside from your elbow 95 percent of the time you've plucked 84 out of thin air pull the other one hashtag mugging paul off hashtag birthday spread yeah. john says i can't believe you got accused of cheating you're 18 three down if you're cheating and still losing 18 three i wouldn't trust you to manage to face a microphone <laughs> correctly uh, crackers comes back to say come on paul even blind squirrels occasionally find a nut I like That's it. very harsh. Stuart Paul is like Novak Djokovic. Two sets up, loses a point, knocks out the umpire with a tennis ball. Sore yeah. loser. That's Paul, right. Paul is one step away from paraphrasing Rafa Benitez. Famous fact speech here. Yeah. Terrible sore loser. No, I'm just... All I'm Have saying Have you ever is, driven a castle to test your eyesight, says Dean. Vindictive by Paul. I just think back to, I mean, three direct hits yeah. this week, which is incredibly impressive. Certainly yeah. one in the in the pressure situation. Absolutely. And I, pressure think back, I think back to other... Th- I mean, it's almost too good to be... T- <laughs> True, and I think back to other people, and I, I, I suddenly Lance Armstrong comes to mind. It just What's went, that? Sometimes when something is too good to be true, you know, sometimes there's often a reason. There's often a reason for. I mean, will you do the Oprah interview? The thing is, for all, every time I'm doing this show, <laughs> I've got I've got my blood is I've got EPO just into yeah. my into my calf. You know, I never get up from this seat for three That's hours. Right. Just, you see that one tube day you'll do the there. Oprah interview, and Oprah will say to him before we start this interview, it'll be like uh, two parts. Archie Shep, did you? T-? And then in the end, you'll have to say. Yes, I did. Yes, John, I, after years of denial. <laughs> John says, I listened to Max for years on TalkSport. Never heard him by any fellow guest presenters. Paul has now has a new football top. Get no presents from, to anyone. Paul has a new football top and a lordship. Corruption at the highest level of exactly. the birthday spread. See, you can see, people can see what's Paul happening seven. here. Paul going all Bruno Fernandes, surrounding the officials at the result when he is the master of Westhousery. Yeah. A victory for the people. Comeback is on, says Dan. Up the Rushton, says George. Up the Rushton. Yeah, well, there we are. We'll do it all again next week. <laughs> uh, this one says, Solid. sorry, Max, I can't follow cheats. That's from James. <laughs> <laughs> See, well, people aren't sure. Well, look, we, we, I want to believe you, Max, and I do believe you. As things stand, I give you the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I want more than the benefit of the doubt, for goodness <laughs> sake. <laughs> anyway, Archie Shep is 84. Remember is. it. Archie Shep remember is Remember the indeed. name, it's Archie go, Shep. Go and listen to some tonight. I will. You remember the name, Archie <laughs> Shep. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Well, you, uh, Clive Tildesley. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we better go. Um, Andros Townsend is a Alongside Adrian Darren very shortly with Drive. You are back on Tuesday with me, but no, you're not. Um, no, Monday, Saturday, Mo- Charlie, Sunday, Barry, Monday, Charlie. So next Wednesday, uh, we reconvene. <laughs> That's people, bud. Yeah. <laughs> not what I get up to. We move on. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. So there we are. That was this afternoon's show, and uh, I think three direct hits for you. I don't know what you're suggesting. Oh, no, I, I don't just, know what I you're just suggesting. Think, I'm just wondering what the your odds, instant reaction said odds. a lot about you there, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> what the? I'm playing to the gallery, obviously. The odds. That's what he says now. On, it's what on, he says now. But getting, right after the defeat, getting, he couldn't help but go. There's something going wrong just, here. You know, Wednesday. It's a bit like I'm not. I'm not suggesting it's got the same. All I'm saying, no, maybe I'll save this for the air when we come back. Right. But, uh, yeah, we'll do the birthday spread again. 
We will. We'll do course, the birthday yeah. spread again. Yeah, I'm on a roll. Next week. Uh, um, anyway, we'll see you tomorrow. Max, you're back on Saturday. Correct. Yep, Max is back on Saturday with Charlie and Barry on Sunday. Andy with me tomorrow. If you can listen from one, great. Clips of the week and all that. If not, podcast available at around five. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.